The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Welcome to On The Rag, a podcast that examines the month in woman, by woman, for woman. I just added that. Is that all good, you? <laughs> I love it. Beautiful. <laughs> um, my name is Alex Casey. I'm joined today by Michelle A. Court, as always, comedian, writer, mother of dragons. Yes. Enthusiast of all things, rolls and slice. Yeah, moving food. Same food that, yeah, rolls and <laughs> it has been sliced. And Leonie Hayden, um, office mate of mine. And editor-in-chief at large of Mana Magazine. Hi, Alex. An enthusiast of... Most things. <laughs> and foods. Yeah. It's a great place to be. We're all on the same level, and I'm really excited about it. Um, so we're here to talk about... We're a little bit late, um, but we're talking about April, kind of on this earth for the ladies. Um, I thought I'd start by talking about... It's kind of a very recent addition to the news. Um, Bravo, the new television channel uh, being brought to... Well, what used to be four, or what is going to be uh, not four anymore come July. Um, so this is supposed to be female-focused, I believe, which the means... Whole channel? I believe so. Oh. Which means housewives. <laughs> so many housewives <laughs> from so many different parts of America and the world. Um, are we excited, guys? This is, this, yeah. this is for us. I've never seen another of the Housewives franchises. Mm-hmm. I've read a lot of commentators. <laughs> on commentation mm-hmm. um, about them. I just, what I want to know though is how closely they adhere in other countries to the title housewife because I feel like a lot of ours are made up of career women, established career women. Mm-hmm. And most of them have the word author in the title of, in the introduction. They do. Does that say more about our publishing industry though? That, <laughs> that just, go on, you should have a book. Write yeah. one. I mean, do they have to be married to be a real housewife? A lot of them are divorced. Right. So they're just married at some oh. point. Oh, I think that's breaking the rules. It's not because I imagined <laughs> I've never seen a Amer- real American housewives apart from promos, which I think is enough. Mm. And uh, I thought it was kind of about women who didn't uh, have a career, weren't out in the world, and largely existed by lunching. Mm. Is that? Am I being terribly well, judgmental? I haven't actually seen it either. It this is the be, thing. Yeah. Look, there are three women in this room. Statistics would suggest that one of us would be seeing and enjoying this program. I plan to watch the Auckland one. Oh, I always watch the New God. Zealand version of a reality TV series franchise that mm. has come here because I know ours is going to be really special compared to how it was intended to yeah. be yeah. seen. Also, you'll know some of them. and Exactly. Yeah. 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 Someone's mum's friend yeah. or... Someone you actually went to high school, which is more and more <laughs> the case, in my case, as yeah. I get older. I'll watch one. Mm-hmm. Or I'll, I'll watch as much of one as I can before I want to throw things. Mm-hmm. I'm not throw a some f- wine. You'll slosh some wine. You're yeah, a housewife. I've sloshed That's wine. what they do. <laughs> you betcha. I'm not a massive reality fan, mm. as, as you know. So, But I'll have a look because, you know, like I like to look in fish tanks to see what's in the bottom of it. So I'll just have a squiz <laughs> and see how that moves and then I'll move on. Yeah, you I, went to the the announcement, right? Of, yes, of the show, and were they there? Were the women they were there. The they came out. It there? was like the Hunger Games. It was in this <laughs> giant warehouse, and they there were, were lasers. Like actual birds on their were, heads and stuff. <laughs> like almost. It was like funny because the Met Gala had just been on, and you see everyone like dressed like robots, and then you see the New Zealand version of when people try and do that, and it's just like 
Gilda Kirkpatrick was wearing a gold kimono. Wow. It just looked crazy. Anyway, so they came out into this warehouse, all the smoke and lasers billowing everywhere. Couldn't see much. Um, but they were there. I don't know. I've, somehow I find this format more offensive than like The Bachelor. Is that weird? I don't know. It's something about just let's put all these women together and mm-hmm. they're going to mm-hmm. fight. Well, I pretty much. Because yeah. that's what they do. And when, they, when you kind of remove any element or facade of competition, prize, elimination, it's like, well, what are we actually doing? We're just watching them mm. scratch each other's eyes out just for the sake of it. Yeah. At least put a prize at the end. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. entertainment only really entertains if there's drama involved and drama only works when there is conflict. And so that's got to be what the show is about. Mm. I mean, if you got a bunch of chicks together who got on really well and, and were delightful and charming and read books and talked about the ideas oh, in the I books, would watch would, that. would you? I would. You would? I would watch I, w- I would watch it happening live in my living room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's the idea of forced conflict I find really strange. Especially, I don't, do New Zealanders throw wine at each other? Or maybe they do. No, our know. version of it is going to be super mild. <laughs> They're going to like maybe drop like a snarky comment, like my book sales were better than your book sales. <laughs> mm. Or, you know, I, my property sold more, more than yours. <laughs> I just can't imagine that they'll be like super like, I fucked your husband, what are you going to do about it? I know, because in the promo there's this woman, I can't remember which one, someone's Sloan or something, and she's always like, always need a spare pair of knickers, and like, (laughs) 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 and holds up a G-string. But I mean, she's married, so I don't know, I think they're just forcing like, like I mean, maybe you just need a spare pair of knickers. That is a Even terrific line. Maybe it's because she's getting older and she's having trouble with incontinence. <laughs> yeah, laughing too Maybe. hard, sneezing. Yeah, <laughs> just Sh- the realities of getting old. Yeah. Not none of this like wine stuff. They're just sitting around, being yeah. like, just <laughs> barracking on the sidelines at the kids' rugby game. And you need always need a spare pair of knickers. Oh no! Brought to you by Tina. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's amazing. I don't know. It's like the boys have got joke. I just, I still, I still find it extraordinary that we're, that that our networks are being divided along gender lines. Because we watch, me and my partner, who is a different gender to me, watch television together Mm. in the same room. It's one of the great joys of life. So it's not going to work for us, obviously. I mean, maybe some people have a, a, the guy goes off to the den and the lady stays in the wherever it is. Mm. We see that on Real Housewives of New Zealand. But that's how they do it. But don't you watch television with the person that you're... Yeah, Yeah, I I hate watching television by myself now. Yeah. I mean, even the really trashy stuff we watch together. RuPaul's Drag Race is a favourite. Yeah. (laughs) I think he loves it more than I do, if that's that's possible. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I find it, I mean... I find it really odd on a even from a commercial perspective that this mm. is going to actually work. Yeah, they still but I mean is it just that that's the easy way to split people up otherwise yeah. it's just too messy like how do you do it? I don't know. At the launch they were talking about it's always weird going to those kind of launches when they're speaking to advertisers. They talk about the audience so bluntly that I, and I just want to be like that's wrong. <laughs> I just want to heckle. <laughs> like I'm standing right here. Yeah. <laughs> like they're like they were talking about kind of the move away from when they launched C4 and 4, that it was supposed to be for youth, and now YouTube's taken the youth, so we have to get the oldies who like the housewives and stuff. And I was just kind of like, oh, don't talk about me like that. <laughs> I love the TV and I love YouTube. I don't know. It was, yeah. just, it was just odd. I think advertisers just need to simmer down, re Genitalia. I think they should do it. Yeah, not genitalia. They should do it by height. I think there should yeah. be different <laughs> channels depending on how tall you are. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So. And different channels for, say, if you like dogs. Or cats. Or cats. Dog people. I mean, or cat the programming people. doesn't even have to be related to animals. No. It's just like if you like dogs, then this is the channel for you. It's yeah. the only channel actually you're allowed to watch. Yeah. Mm. We should all have to fill out a survey saying <laughs> if you were an animal, which animal mm. would you be? Mm. And then there will be a channel for each type of animal. Eagles. And then maybe the programming for that channel is chosen at random by that animal. That's like, oh yeah. In the control room. In the bashing control room. The buttons. Yeah. Or just in a, in a room with objects that have the names of the T V shows and whatever yes. the mm. like Paul the, the Octopus. Eagle attached yeah, a little piece of meat yeah. with each button. It's just yeah. where was there is the cat gonna it would probably be just as scientific and successful. It's the future of democracy. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that's how I we like should it. Let the animals take well. over. Yeah. Um, I also found some interesting things on TVNZ when I was doing my trawl. TVNZ On Demand has got some crazy stuff on it. I don't know if you've ever gone real deep into their content. Because they've obviously bought a whole lot of sh- shit that can't make it to the proper deli. They, so get, they, they buy it in they packages. Dump it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a kind of free gift with purchase <laughs> thing that yeah. goes on when you buy a TV series. Yeah. So, so some amazing stuff. Like, So there's, I mean, what hooked me is a show that's called I Can't Stop Farting. That got me... Um, <laughs> They got me. <laughs> they got me excited about their factual uh, content, and I went further Ten into seasons it. Seasons deep. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I still don't know why. Is it a whole series or just a special? It's just a one-off. Okay, it's just a one-off. I haven't actually watched because most parts are just a one-off too. I mean, people don't <laughs> so serially fart. So much you can say about it. Yeah. Someone in the world though has probably been a- afflicted with a condition, which means they haven't stopped fighting for ten years. Though. But you'd have to run out of gas at some point, wouldn't you? Mm, I know, I can understand you could hack up forever, but... I don't know where farts come from. Anyway. I should watch the show. <laughs> yeah, well, we're all going to watch that now. Um, they come yeah. from your impure thoughts, Alex. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> um, so I went, I pivoted off I Can't Stop Farting, and I found a couple of good shows. One is How to Live with Women. I saw that you, I I have oh, what I know. Made a so show there's at least five episodes it. of this. It's one of those crap British um, shows, like reality kind of shows. And it's almost like that one that they used to do for like naughty teens, where they send them mm-hmm. off to live with like a strict uh, yeah an Amish family. Or yeah, 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 all of that kind of stuff. It's like that, but they send you away to live with like a bitch <laughs> and they send they like ship their boyfriends away to live with these like matrons to whip them into shape oh so they're like motherly figures yeah they're not wifey figures not wifey figures oh. they're like moms. oh like so if you were sent to stay with your maiden aunt or something yeah right who and like shows them how to do the dishes and stuff like that it's oh. quite intense i feel like everyone comes out of it quite badly mm. <laughs> as is most of the things with like you know if you're trying to teach someone how to how to uh, live their gender. Okay, quickly. so it's not teaching men how to whip the women into shape. No. Okay. Right. Slightly better, but not that Slightly much Slightly better. better, but still bad. Yeah. I don't know. But it's it's also making women seem like these, like... Difficult. Yeah. Yeah, these, these taskmasters. Overbearing naggers. Yeah. And they're these, yeah. like, bumbling idiots that don't know how to wash a cup. Yeah. And it's just insulting across the board. To everybody. To absolutely everybody. Would yeah. be kind of fun if it was just, I've often thought a, whole, a show translating language, you know, what we say and what they hear, that would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. It would be a great comedy. That would be nice. Is there any of that in it? Uh, go, uh, uh, no. Okay. No, no, it's mostly just domestic chores. Oh. Okay. Um, that kind of thing. But I didn't watch much of it because I, I jumped onto another show, yes. which is... Never teach your wife how to drive. <laughs> this is a different show. This is a different show. Another another crappy Ugh. British show, and it's just uh, are what, women, women quite bad at driving? Learn. Are they not very good oh, at driving? Oh, apparently they're oh. they're very they're laughably bad. Oh. It's a comedy show. I'm so good at driving. <laughs> it's really, really it's annoying. Hurts me where it hurts. Yeah. Like I'm so good at parallel parking, mm. and to be honest, I haven't even been driving that long. Yeah. I know, I've got a great can... sense of direction. <laughs> I've never had an awareness. accident or a speeding ticket. Mm. There, there you are, go. Well, there are statistics that show that women are actually quite low, not wildly representative, represented in the accident statistics. Yeah. Um, mm. And, yeah, so we we're pay, cautious. Like, lower pre- yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, Really? Yeah, I think so. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Is that because we're nana drivers? One careful lady owner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. Always on Trade Me, eh? That's every single car. <laughs> just for runarounds. Just around town. <laughs> Supermarket and back. Yeah. <laughs> She um, did die in the vehicle, but she but, only used it once a week. And it's been hosed down. It's yeah. Fine. I just think the shows are amazing because there's, there's no male equivalent. There's nothing like that. No. And can you imagine if you had that show with, un, under any other stereotype? You wouldn't have, like, you know, the Asian driver stereotype. They'd yeah. never actually make a show about that. No. Because that would be no. offensive. But because it's gender, they're like, classic. Hilarious, <laughs> thigh-slappingly good. Yeah. Um... Oh, I must do a deep trawl at some point to into on demand. And so, did you watch Pretty all of the show? I watched one episode. Um, the women aren't very good drivers, but it might have something to do with you know they bring a camera on them and yeah, and some <laughs> dude this. sitting next to them going, "You're a really shit driver." <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and oh my god, the worst part in the first episode, the first woman is like a really bad driver, she's really shaky, and her husband's like, oh, you suck, and he's grabbing the wheel and stuff. And then the backstory, you find out it's because she was in a car accident with her partner when she was like in her early 20s, and he died. <gasps> and they're like, she's such a piece of shit driver, like cracking up. And I'm like... She this bought it like on herself. Massive. Oh my god. <laughs> like, that's that's terrible. It's so it's that's all cool honestly, I couldn't handle it. And um so yeah, her I mean her husband obviously knows that, but they still went on the show and yeah. made it this kind of farce. Anyway, she comes leaps and bounds. She's very good by the end. But um yeah, it was just another thing where I was like, Are we still doing this? Yeah. Are we still making these shows? Yeah. Because I I think it comes from a place people like seeing like that dynamic, right? They like seeing husband and wife banter. But does it have to be the joke that yeah. we were hearing that? 70 years ago? Yeah, I don't know. There's um, just a whole lot of people who can't let go of that stuff. You know, the, the, ugh, the reruns of Benny Hill and, you know, hooting women's bosoms and <laughs> just... I don't know. There's people, people love who that. still love that stuff. Yeah. I am, though, a little bit interested in seeing the... the the special about farting. Mm. I have questions. <laughs> I mean, that's that, thinking about the farting yeah, show. That transcends. <laughs> that transcends all genders. <laughs> Newsflash. Uh, what else have we going on this month? Should we talk about school skirts? That was something that kind of came up in the news at the start of the month. Mm. Speaking of things that have been going on for seventy years or more. Mm. Exactly. Wow. Um, when I was at school in the at high school in the so what are we talking the seventies? Uh, it had been. Uh, the practice that in the morning girls would uh, kneel on the ground and the headmistress would walk along with a ruler to ensure that your hem was no more than one inch above the ground when you were kneeling. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then it was that was kind of phased out when I was at school because it was seen as too archaic. And here's, what is it, Henderson High School? Mm. Where, um, yeah, girls are being told that if their knees are showing then the male students and teachers won't be able to control themselves. And teachers. And teachers. I know. And teachers. <laughs> and, uh, that was the salt in the wound, that right? That is That's the crazy. realness. It's really dirty. Being told that children, because they are children, yep. need to modify their clothing because it's distracting to a grown man. Who is in a completely different world in terms of status to her, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen a knee so sexy that I have thought I was about to lose control. No, but and how it's these men as well who are going to their principals and their senior management being like, look, I, I just can't do my job properly because all of these sexy <laughs> children everywhere. Sexy children's knees. And they're like, mm, we won't fire you for being totally gross. <laughs> Thank you for being honest <laughs> about being honest with the administration. <laughs> and now we'll pass that message on to the children. Yeah. Thanks so much. Do you think that's where it comes from? I don't, or do you think it's just one person in charge who's like 150 years old? <laughs> it might be. It, yeah. It, it could be parents as well. So it, in the news story, the parents felt that the school had handled this really badly. And there's two issues, aren't there? There's uh, we have a rule and you people are breaking it. And mm. then there's what the rule is and why the rule exists. So I get it that schools want to institute rules and have to do something about consequences when the rules are broken. But I do not understand why um, it is so attractive to show your knees Mm. that people are going like, that's so insulting to men, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think so. Yeah. I mean, when I was at high school, a lot of the skirts, they got really, really short. I yeah. mean, I went to a girls' school and we mostly had female teachers, but there were a handful of male teachers. And um, it was really cool to have, like, the shirt, the shortest skirt you could possibly yeah, get away with. And so, of course, I had, like, super conservative mum who made me have, like, a really long skirt. So I looked like But did you, like did you fold your waistband oh, over? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good girl. The mm. minute I was out of sight of our house, that was, that was folded <laughs> just up. Just rolling to, it up for Just halfway up my butt Because there's nothing sexier than a really short skirt with a massive bundle around your waist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nothing to see here. what I was rocking every day. It was worth it. <laughs> but, like, I didn't feel like what I was walking around like in a fashion shoot with my peers because we all had these mm. cool short skirts on. We were still wearing daggy school uniforms. Like yeah. there's nothing attractive about what we were wearing. We just 
tried to make it slightly less daggy by rolling them yeah. out. Yeah. Mm, I, and, and the reason that you're doing the short skirt thing is not because you want to be attractive to anybody. It's because that's what the girl standing next to you is doing. And yeah, you just totally. want to dress like her. Yeah, yeah, at my school we had a similar thing where it was like, skirts got shorter and shorter and shorter. But there was like a group of cool fifth formers who always used to walk around like with their, holding their skirts hiked up. Like just, it was just one hand and they'd hold it up and just walk around. That's how you wore your skirt. And I went to an all-girls school. Yeah. I don't know where that came, like, came from, but third form I remember, that was the cool thing to do is just slightly hold your skirt up. Just and walk around as a as a rebellious. Yeah, it's I just anything you can do yeah. to make it yeah. seem different, yeah, yeah. or like you have some kind of control over it. Um, it's such a weird thing. I remember yeah. that when I was eleven, I actually, I uh, I brought you know Canterbury rugby shorts. Uh-huh. I brought those to my school in a big way. I was like the fa- I was a fire starter of that trend. <laughs> um, and within a couple of months, they were banned. Girls weren't allowed to wear them because wow. they were too short. Boys in the rugby team, fine. Um, girls got this. Sexy little eleven-year-old yeah, knees. Yeah. It's, it's so just offensive. crazy. Like, I was really proud of myself for mm. getting that started at Greytown Primary School. Yeah, I, yeah. I was the toast. I, I was the toast of the town. I have even was... more respect for you now than I did. <laughs> yeah, same actually. But then you know, I but it is weird. Like when you are a kid, and the first time someone tells you you can't wear something, mm. and mm. I remember this quite clearly because I developed very early on, got a massive rack, and <laughs> that came in quite early. And I remember my mum telling me I couldn't wear a singlet. Yeah. And I was like, the hell are you talking about? Yeah. She's yeah. like, well, I don't think it's appropriate for you to wear singlets anymore. I was like, you're going to have to keep explaining because you've lost me. I have mm. no idea how what you're saying is relevant to me. Yeah. And I realized it was because she meant that like a singlet was, was tight and revealing and you could see my boobs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell? I'm like 12. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing how early it starts. Yeah, and, and it's, it's not actually that... just yeah, it's not just men that make you feel this way. It's it's older women who yeah want to protect you, and that is where it was coming from. Yeah, it was a, totally. coming from my mum who wanted me to look like a child as long as possible, especially while there was one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that sort of that policing just starts really early, and you you get really used to it. But then to find out that it's still going on, and to the point where kids are being told it's because grown men are distracted. Like, yeah. that's insane. That's just a step too far. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But you know who supported that? Uh, <laughs> that well, statement? yes, it had the unlikeliest of supporters in soul and R&B international superstar <laughs> Erica Badu. That was crazy. <laughs> it was unforeseen. Yeah. Where did it come from? So what did she say exactly? She went on Twitter, right? Or was it yeah. an interview? I mean, I, th- I think she needs a translator because just her <laughs> general Twitter activity is quite hard to interpret but Mm. the gist of it was that she actually agreed that skirts should be kept at respectable lengths and it is the responsibility of women as well as men not to tempt men to follow their basic desires and make mistakes right and so of course that prompted just a a twitter tsunami of Mm. people telling her off for victim blaming and then in her typical Erica Badu fashion, she just sort of started answering the haters, I guess, with these really mysterious and vague and passive-aggressive, like, I agree with you and it's your choice to feel this way kind of responses. Mm. But she wouldn't, uh, I guess she wouldn't go back on what she had said. So she sort of just dug her heels in and was like, I stand by what I said even though every single other person is also right, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It's like it was, yeah. It was, She's wow. got two daughters, right? Mm. And I think there is this weird thing that you have to get, there's a duality going on in your head when you've got daughters, your mammoth tiger thing, and you want to do everything you possibly, what, she, what you actually want to do is put, once you become a mother is put your daughter in a shoebox surrounded by cotton wool and stick her on the top shelf of the wardrobe and maybe let her out when she's 38. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a really instinctive thing and it is part of your job to protect them, but it, then you forget that people have to be their own people and express themselves in their own way. So yeah. you're torn between your nurturing protective instinct and your intellect and rationality that mm. says mm. this is not her fault and I can't yeah what are my children uh dressed like oh no idea actually <laughs> I don't even some, think I've ever seen ever seen them I wouldn't even visuals. know what age they are mm. but it was say? interesting because it is very uh, a very popular 
school of thought now that men should be better educated in how not to abuse women and how not to harass women and um, and in areas of consent and whatnot. And so to hear a woman sort of go against that school of thought in 2016 mm. was, yeah, it was really shocking. Mm. Especially someone who's seemingly pretty progressive and... yeah. Yeah, influential in that in those kind of realms. I don't know. But it was actually the length of time that she kept it up for as well. Yeah. She just kept responding to people and like a week and a half later she was still at it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's an interesting one because yeah. it's like, was obviously there was an immediate pile on on Twitter. Mm. And what did you say? She started sending squirrels or something? I don't people? know where the squirrel motif <laughs> came from, but she sort of instructed her supporters <laughs> To start replying to anyone that was trolling her, or even just disagreeing with her, with squirrel emojis. Okay. So she just unleashed the squirrel army on Twitter, <laughs> which whilst I disagree with her, I actually think is quite an ingenious way of like, yeah. dealing with people. Because, you know, as with anything on Twitter, you've got the people who are actually trying to engage in like like a smart conversation with you about the fact that they disagree with you. And then, of course, mm. you just get dumb shit to all like, fuck you, Erica, buddy, you suck. I hate you. You should die, mm-hmm. or whatever. So they just yeah. got this, the squirrel army. Squirrel army. Which I thought was kind of awesome. That's pretty cute. Mobilised. And if you got a whole lot of squirrel tweets, you'd get the point, but you wouldn't be hurt. <laughs> yeah, mm. exactly. I mean, I, I, that'd be lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Stick by squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's time for a segment, guys. <gasps> okay. Who's ready? Um, Is there I a thought, theme song? Uh, it's a segment. That's it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> cool Nailed tips. It. Cool tips from the month. Have we learned anything this month you would like to share with the three people that listen to this podcast? <laughs> okay. Uh, I uh, have arranged my underwear drawer because I get dressed in the morning in a hurry and often in the dark because uh, my husband's still asleep, so I don't turn the light on. And anyway, so I need to organise myself so that I can just reach for things and they're there. So I've, organi- I've got file boxes in the drawer that I keep my bras oh and knickers in. And so they are organised into their, because into by colour. So, uh, yeah, so the left-hand box, it's, this is a great system. So all the bras <laughs> are in the left-hand box. And then I've got all the not black underwear and mm-hmm. then all the coloured underwear and then the tights. And they're right. in the file boxes. So it's a big drawer, but they're not all spilling all around each other. Mm-hmm. And I can just grab things really quickly. So you, know you can go gone. to like box number three, yep. get what you want. And there's not a lid on it. I don't have to guess what's in box right. number three. It's not like, <laughs> what was that game show? Um, deal or no deal? Yeah. Like, no, it's not like that. Or well, it's in the bag. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not like that either. But it's a good idea. I'm starting to yeah. think. Maybe <laughs> just it's a bit can, of fun for you to number this morning, yeah. see what I'm wearing. Look at my aqua bra and my... <laughs> polka dot undies I don't know anyway but yeah. I found it just to be organized for me in the morning because I'm not a morning girl is great mm. file boxes mm. perfect size for bras yeah great tip. great advice Leone how about you um yeah I have a fashion tip actually Ooh. that comes via fashion quarterly in New Zealand oh my goodness um and it's a bit of a tip on how to wear a band's t-shirt mm-hmm um because a lot of people sort of talk about like you can't wear a band t-shirt unless you're a fan of the band According to Fashion Quarterly, common um, wisdom says, wear the band tee only if you know the lyrics to at least five of the band's songs and if you can name every single band member. But Fashion Quarterly says, it's okay to be a fan by osmosis. Wear the band tee if you can sing the chorus of at least one song and if your dad slash brother (laughs) slash boyfriend could tell you the names of the band members if you asked them. In parentheses, extra points if the tee is vintage. So, if you're wondering whether or not you can wear a band tee, ladies, just ask your dad or your brother or your boyfriend. Yeah. And then just go with whatever they reckon. Wow. Oh, Way dear. to hand over the choices about what goes on your tits. Well, it's mm. not like girls can be expected to know about music. No. 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 Ridiculous. It's bloody Britney Spears. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> if it's a Britney tee, if it's a Spice Girls tee, then you're fine. <laughs> if it's Led Zeppelin, if you're trying to, like, rock a, a vintage Sabbath, just ask your dad first. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's really intense. I used to wear a Ramones t-shirt. <gasps> I didn't know anything. I didn't, and my dad didn't either. So, if your rules. <laughs> yeah, no rules. I think the only rule is that the, the name of the band shouldn't be under your tits. That it should be <laughs> on the top of your tits. That is actually, yeah, no, that's a practical, what do you, yeah, a practical uh, tip. Like, just visibility-wise. Yeah, because... Yeah. 
t-shirts that are designed for men have the logo down yeah. lower. And so you end up oh, you get blank, the curvature. Blank, blank. Oh, it's under there somewhere. It says... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, talking to that. Oh, this could be my tip, actually. It's a really old thing that I saw on Tyra once. And for some reason, I talk about it like every two weeks. It's called the pencil test. And it's about, it determines whether you can wear a top without a bra or not. Have I talked about this already <laughs> no, on the podcast? No, but we used to no, do this at school. Yeah. 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 Um, After we'd had our skirts measured. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the principal gets the pencil out. Yep. <laughs> Are you Put ready for our bra? bra? Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, if you can... Put a pencil under your boob, braless, and the pencil stays there. You're a-okay. You can go wow. braless. I if it's not, could put a whole pencil case. I know. Under there. Yeah, I could fit every I piece of stationery you would like at this point, or an iPad certainly. Um, but that's a bullshit tip. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't do that. It's it's fine. Um, it was kind of funny that Tyra said it, considering you know, I was always really respect. You know, when Tyra took her bra off on Tyra. I don't remember that. It was, a, it was a great moment. You can watch it on YouTube. She had it under a T-shirt, and then she's like, this is what it's really like. And she took off her, I'm assuming, like an intensely padded kind of wonder bra. Right. And it just went straight but down. Presumably, she still looked amazing, though. Oh, she looked great. Yeah. But it was, like, very real. Right. So I was like, that's what my boobs look like. Wow. That's cool. Like, <laughs> Your boobs yeah. look like Tyra's? Amazing. <laughs> no, you should, I mean, you should watch a video. Right. <laughs> um, actually, it was very brave of her. But that wasn't my tip. That was just a side note. You can cook uh, popcorn in a hair straightener. <laughs> How do you do that? Yeah. I saw this on the Herald. All you do, the Herald, eh? Uh, it's newspaper. Font of all um, you get a hair straightener, you pop the kernels in between the plates, hold it down a few seconds, and it goes ping, 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 and you oh, get so popcorn. Just like two or three so you just do five time. at a time or something. But, <laughs> but that would take ages. It would take ages, but isn't it cool? That is really cool. <laughs> I think you can Could do you? it with a hair dryer, mm. with a whole bag. Maybe. The microwave stuff that comes in the pouches, maybe you could just hold on to oh, that. Oh, yeah, just iron it. it. Just iron it. Mm. I feel Chicks like I've seen like a life hack video where they ironed some popcorn. Yeah. I have to check that out. Anyway, ladies, use your appliances. It's great. What a great segment. I know. It's cool tips, eh? Great um, tips. You're welcome, guys. What else should we talk about this month? Um, there's been a lot of discussion around sexism in the music industry. Now, I'm not quite sure where to start here because I was a part of publishing quite a big story you did a great this. story <laughs> yeah oh, no really. no oh i didn't do it for i didn't but, do it for that but it, yeah it, it's still it was to be applauded it was a, it was yeah. it was a very brave piece of publishing and one that i think really challenged the ways that people talk about um topics like sexual violence and sexual harassment because a lot of people have the opinion that uh, if you you can only say that someone did something wrong if it's been proven in a court of law mm -hmm. and that's just patently not true just like millions of survivors of sexual violence and harassment are a testament to the fact that the legal systems actually can't help the majority of those survivors. And um, I think this really like reshaped how people will think about these kinds of issues, mm. especially in New Zealand. Like These sort of things have to happen like within a community or start in a community, and you guys definitely got the ball rolling in our little community, and, and I reckon that's cool. Did it really... I mean, the important thing is that it doesn't turn into a witch hunt or... Yeah, I mean, you guys did the research and and had the women uh, in a safe enough place where they could tell their stories, mm -hmm. and they were they felt protected enough to be able to tell you. And you know that fascinating thing as a reader: once one woman tells her story, then the other women feel brave enough to be able to tell mm. theirs. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. And then there's been and and it sparked a wider discussion about how women are treated within the music industry and made me feel really grateful to be in a different part of the entertainment industry where as far as I have experienced you know they're just a bunch of doffy comedians and it doesn't <laughs> it just doesn't go on there's no expectation whatsoever of of um you know like we were talking before about how you just, in that music industry, feel like they're on the prowl all the time. It's mm. a hunting ground for men are hunting women. Yeah. You're up for it all Certainly the time. Certainly at events where the there's booze involved and yeah. whatever, yeah. Mm. So you've worked in the music industry. Yeah, so I started out doing promo for um, like an independent sort of music promotions company and then we did a lot of work for the local record labels and then some... Um, international record labels that didn't have an office here. So we were sort of like their, their PR arm. Mm -hmm. And I uh, didn't 
experience anything like what um, a lot of women are sort of coming out and, and detailing. But one thing I was very conscious of, because I was maybe 24, 25 when I got that first PR job, was that you go to an event and um, like a, an older man that you might have met at a meeting or um, at sort of an event at another record label or something would start talking to you, you'd get on, um, you'd have sort of like five, ten minutes of conversation and then you'd realise that there's like a vibe in the same way that talking to any guy at a party when you're a little bit tipsy and stuff, there starts to be a vibe. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time I was in a long-term relationship so I would eventually always sort of drop in the I have a boyfriend or my boyfriend's going to be here soon or something like that the vibe would switch off immediately and that person would never talk to me ever again. Mm. And that's not because I'm like, was like some kind of hottie. I just was a mm. young woman that was kind of fresh meat in the industry or whatever. And I felt like there was certain dudes that it was just like, you just expected them to sort of come at you one by one and have a go. <laughs> and then you just sort of deflect them. They were just having a go, you know, it's like it didn't matter who you were, they were having a go. Yeah. Running yeah. the gauntlet, running that, Gauntlet of penises. Which we decided before would sound like, you know when you go to the supermarket and you push the trolley through those angle things? <laughs> yeah, there, oh there. God. That's what it's like walking through the music industry. Yeah. Um, so when, um, so Lizzie Marvely talked yeah. about her experiences, um, which were much more direct than the one I obviously just talked about. Yeah. And whilst it was very different from my experience, I was not even slightly surprised. No. No. There was nothing about thing. any of those anecdotes that surprised me in yeah. any way. Yeah. yeah. I w there wasn't a moment where I went, oh, my God. It's Yeah. That's what, yeah. That's what it's like. Mm. I I was, that, isn't that sad? Though, oh, right? terrible. Terrible. That we I mean, I, I hope that it would be news to some people reading that story. You know, maybe some men would be like, ooh. I think it would certainly be news to a lot of the, like, partners of people that work in the music industry or have like senior roles mm. in the music industry you'd hope that they would be bold enough to then say to their husbands or partners hey what do you know about this do you know what I mean like because yeah. those are the people that should be asking questions I think like your friends and family should hold you accountable if they think that you've been up to something yeah untoward. yeah yeah and we need to get that message out to men that that's not acceptable behavior that's not what we're that's not what we're here for and it's such an abuse of power and like yeah. that's a tale as old as time obviously but especially when you're talking about sort of quite uh people's careers like mm -hmm. this was like lizzie's career as a musician she's mm -hmm. not just a young woman she's actually placing her career in the hands of these people to help mentor that's her right. and further her brand and her business and her skills or whatever and yeah. then they're just you know exploiting that mm. with the simple act of putting a hand on a leg oh it's so and creepy that's the thing. it's so creepy but kind of like like your stories as well it's it's kind of also indetectable like it's yeah. these things that happen really subtly outside of just you know like obviously unfortunately we've seen stories of you know people being sexually assaulted and stuff within the music industry and all of that you know horrible stuff mm. and but there's also this other layer of just these kind of insipid yeah. little Hand daily the things that happen in interactions. Blowing in your ear. Yeah. Kissing on the neck, standing behind somebody and, you know, putting their arms around, the, hugging them from behind. Mm. All that stuff where you in your head you're going, is this really happening? Mm. And if I yeah. shouted right now, would anybody go... Am I crazy for thinking this is inappropriate? It feels really inappropriate. Yeah. Is it inappropriate? If it feels inappropriate, it is. Yeah, it's even weird. down to like language, you know, the way that people address different people um, based on maybe their, their age and gender and mm, stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's, there's so many different levels to it. And I almost feel like it should just be called out at every level, yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. it's kind yeah. of difficult. Like, yeah. and this was something I, I kind of had an experience with recently of, something happens and you might be in a professional environment and you, you know, you have to be acting a certain way. And how do you suddenly go, I didn't like that or don't call me that or don't do that. It's yeah. really awkward. And it, it puts a, a you know, you, you have to kind of stop everything. Yeah. So I just kind of had to go along with it, you know, and it was, and this wasn't anything, this wasn't anything along. majorly bad. I'll preface that. Please don't yeah, pile yeah. on to anyone. It was nobody at the spin-off or anything like that. It was just like a little thing where you suddenly get, that's the thing. It kind of plucks you out of your, flow of whatever you're doing and you go oh that's happening to me yeah. because yeah. I'm a woman and then you go oh I don't know what to do and then it's kind of like this yeah. whole process and it's a terrible no win because yeah. if you 
call them on it, that's a really hard thing to do because we're all raised to be polite and yeah. don't make anybody uncomfortable. But when you let it go, there's a little piece of you that dies yeah. or hates mm. yourself for not standing up for yourself and for allowing it to happen. It's a really tricky one to do. I reckon, because now I, I, I care less now about <laughs> um, what other people think, but so the thing that I will do if that happens... I'm not very good at dealing with it at the time. I, mm -hmm. I will be probably emotional and shouty pants. So, uh, but I won't let it go forever. Go back, find the person that put me in that position and do it in a really discreet way to begin with, certainly, um, where he, and it's usually he, is not in front of other people. Mm. So it's just between the two of you and explain, this is how it made me feel. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Just, just that really. That's all mm. you have to do. It made me feel like this because that's the kind of language that you're using. Yeah, it's always an aftermath, though, isn't it? Yeah, so just think yeah. of the coolest things to say afterwards. I know, that's the worst. Yeah, because yeah. it does, it just kind of you just get a fright. Yeah. But I think you can everything. go back. I think you can go back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think I think you can go back a week later or a month later or a, you know hopefully a day later would be great. But yeah, for as long as you you're thinking about that and it's staying in your head, it's still there's still time to go and deal with it. It's mm. great advice, guys. It's time for another segment. All right. <laughs> um, this is one I didn't actually email either of you, so this is a good good place oh, to start. Surprise. But product of the month. Ooh. Now I don't know if you have any in your head. I have one I want to talk about because I've been kind of looking into it. Um, not because I want to do it because it sounds fucking awful, but um, <laughs> the phenomenon of skinny teas. Have you seen these around? So these are like dietary teas. Lots of famous people drink them. I do that in, oh. inverted, in inverted commas because they get paid a lot to be Instagrammed holding the teas. Um, so like the likes of Nicki Minaj and heaps of um, kind of fashion and beauty vloggers will, will hold this skinny tea thermos full of tea. Um, the tea is a diuretic and it makes you shit yourself. Oh, <laughs> it's not so glamorous. glamorous. Oh, that's it's so not glamorous. glamorous. Is this is Skinny Tea the name of the brand? Skinny is Tea is like the most famous the brand, I think. Oh, There's yeah, also okay. like Bunny Tea, Ballerina Tea. They call it all these cute things. And it's always a beautiful, really, cute woman holding them. It's making a river of shit come out it of is. you. It is. It is. Wow. So I was talking to Ashley in her office about it because she's done it before. And a quote from her, she said, it tears apart your insides. <laughs> <laughs> and it just sounds to me like the worst thing you could possibly do. Yeah. I thought tea was supposed to be like relaxing. Soothing. I know. It's just crazy. It feels like really medieval and chaotic to me that That's people... It's amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I find myself sort of looking back on these, like, crazy diet diets that people have attempted and thinking, mm. oh, the olden days are so crazy. Yeah. But one of the th <laughs> times I'm thinking of was actually only, like, seven years ago when a friend of mine, she'd moved to the States and she came back for her first visit and she brought with her this giant jar of diet pills that were being, uh, like, that Mar Mariah Carey was... the the spokesperson okay. for <laughs> and we were off our faces on them for it's like just two speed, weeks they right? were just speed yeah. and I was like well this is so ridiculously like um like mad men like you know when they're all having speed and they don't realize it because they got given it by a doctor or whatever oh I was like it's the 2000s and they're still selling these massive jars of these things yeah. those are now illegal yeah <laughs> so it's like haha we've moved on from those crazy speed pills that That's they used amazing. to prescribe people how did she archaic. get into the country because they weren't illegal, illegal, so it didn't matter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. I mean, probably illegal to manufacture here, but I don't right. think they were illegal to bring in. That was great. Um, but I would prefer a speedy pill than a, a shit your pants. Than a poo down your drink. leg. <laughs> did, it's just Did crazy. your research with Ashley uncover yeah. if they were like surprise attacks or you could still um, plan your she trips? Basically, the, the longer you steep the tea bag, the more intense the outcome. She says it's about a couple of hours. Um, so, you know, it can screw up your life. Like, I know people who have been doing, I'm not sure if they, they were doing the tea thing specifically, but maybe the lemon detox and stuff. Right. I have friends who've had to get, like, taxis home from uni, because they're like, I'm just going to, I'm just going <laughs> to be shitting. I'm just going to be All shitting for so seat. long. I need to go home. Like, isn't it just the craziest, darkest underbelly And of the reason that it's life? racing out of your body, <laughs> well, the, the effect of it racing out of your body is that you have absorbed no nutrients mm. from it. It's left your body before your body has a chance to process it. So it's, you know, 
know, it's a concentration camp and a cup, mm. basically. You're just not getting any food, nutrients. It's yeah. Mad. I mean, because there are teas, you know, people, uh, there's a, you know, an alpine tea, which is a herbal concoction that people who are, for example, having chemotherapy and get constipated will drink. That helps to get everything moving again. But that's not about, let's pretend you didn't have that sandwich because you're going to shit it out before <laughs> it has a chance to turn into anything in your body oh situation. And the reason you lose weight is because you have no moisture left in yeah. your body. It's nothing else. Yeah, it's, you're not burning fat. Yeah. It's it's just so like grisly to me. I just can't handle it. Using <laughs> laxatives to control your weight isn't like a new concept, but like pretending Dressing that it up. it's healthy yeah. is yeah, yeah. kind of the most insidious thing about it. But it's amazing how steeped it is in that like Instagram kind of culture steeped, as well. I see what you did there. I did not even mm. know I did it. <laughs> that mm. is good. Because um, on the Skinny Tea, or maybe it's called Skinny Me, I don't know, Skinny something. On their website, they say, get in touch if you've got over 5,000 Instagram followers and become an ambassador. So that's how it works. It's these, it's these kind of, you know, this is Instagram M-way. gatekeepers who go, yeah. look what I'm doing. I'm not drinking it because I don't want to show myself, but you can. I'm getting paid to show yeah. you this. Up to like Nicki Minaj and like Playboy bunnies oh, and Nikki. all of them. I know. Now, like I really love her wacky facial expressions. Like she goes cross-eyed a lot. She does that <laughs> massive creepy clown smile. And now every time I see her in a music video, I'm just going to be thinking she's doing Is that because she, trying she not to needs to show her face. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's disappointing. Mm. And the thing is, on these websites, it doesn't tell you about that. It doesn't mention Does it. Does it not have a may cause Rennie Pooh? No, and it doesn't have... <laughs> that seems weird. That's, That's so just... weird that they're not leading the yeah. advertising with that. I yeah, know. That would be the so. first thing. I don't know if it's something everyone knows, but I just thought... I'd always just seen people Instagramming them and going, oh, it's just a lovely cup of tea. No. Like, but it's so dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, this could ruin your life. This could ruin your weekend. You don't want to be the person who just has to go and, like, yeah. do sh- shit all the time. Is it worth it, ladies? Mm. The anyway. answer's no, if anyone's yes. not sure. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't rhetorical. It had an answer. It was no. Can yeah. we talk about vaginas? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. I thought you'd never ask. What Yay. would you like to talk about? Well, so, because uh, uh, this is a thing that um, <laughs> bothers me and has done for a long time. So, women... Uh, young women, really young women, are worried about the look of their vaginas and are doing labiaplasty, which, as far as I can remember, started labiaplasty is cosmetic surgery on the lips of your vagina. Um, vagina being the whole thing and the labia, anyway, being the bit you can see. I've had too much champagne. And um, <laughs> so it started being a thing, I understand, 15 or 20 years ago when women started building into their divorce uh, agreements in America, having their uh, vagina returned to its vir- virginal state. Right, I'm, Stop I'm me if I'm going too far yeah. with anything. No. But yeah, have your hymen replaced and have your labia, which, you know, labia gets stretched by childbirth, but also just the hormonal cycle once every 28 days um, relaxes the skin. So, uh, no matter what you do with your life, the <laughs> vagina of a 65-year-old is going to look different from the vagina of a prepubescent girl. That's just the mm-hmm. way it is. It's life. It's yeah. life, and it ends up looking like a flower, not a money box, and that's how it's supposed to look. But mm. now these young women who are, I guess, watching porn where people have cosmetically enhanced vaginas, now they want, to, as an 11-year-old girl or a 14-year-old girl, going, my vagina looks weird, mm. I mm. want surgery. We have to stop it. Mm. It's just terrible. Because the precursor to the visual, uh, as in like the video porn, was the fact that um, a lot of labia were photoshopped out of magazine photos yeah, yeah. for decency's sake so um a, a less conspicuous labia was considered more decent and so therefore you could get a lot more past the senses or whatever um and so that sort of led to well this is how you should look in porn mm-hmm. porn stars getting these surgeries or potentially just being chosen or favored because they were naturally yeah. looked younger down there yeah um yeah and then now you have this uh, these generations of girls and women who think that that's how all women should look down and there. We were talking about how you felt, you know, when your mother, out of the goodness and kindness of her heart, said you can't wear a singlet anymore and you start to feel ashamed of your chest. Mm. And now young women are feeling ashamed of their vaginas. I want us to do that. I want us to go back to consciousness raising groups that were happening in the 70s where mm-hmm. women got in a room with a hand mirror and everybody looked at their vaginas. <laughs> yeah. Just so we can see what real ones look like. Yeah. 
I think that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> My friends and I got very drunk. And we drew them. Excellent. <laughs> like, yeah. From, mine. from memory? <laughs> uh, yeah, just kind of nice. like, I think, well, this wasn't, this was one of my friends who had a particular gripe about a particular part for some reason. And she just drew it for us. And I was like, we need more of that. Yeah. Really crafty. You know? Yeah. yeah. You have to yeah. be the best artist. But <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, I'm There are other like, ways of, uh, of representing yourself in that way as well. A friend of mine did her um, doctorate at City University in New York, and a lot of it was based around body policing and the psychology of body policing. Um, she's also uh, an activist, and so her and a friend dressed as a pre- and post-surgery vulva, and then they protested at a, um, a vaginoplasty surgery in New York. That's great. And it was so cool. And then part of that practice as well is she got groups of friends and students and things from all over the world. Because she's from here, but she's been living in New York for a while. And we all did crafted vulvas. So some were <laughs> knitted and some were felted and some were crocheted. And then we sent them all over to her in New York. And she had this really excellent um, exhibition. That is wonderful. It was mm, really cool. It was such it. a great celebration. And like even, you know, if... Even if you are a person that knows exactly what your vagina looks like and you're with people who are, you know, you're always around people who are happy to talk about that stuff, just to see a wall of vaginas is still yeah. this really eye-opening, yeah. empowering, yeah. amazing thing. You're like, what a beautiful thing that we're just all walking around with that yeah. mm. more people need to look at and paint and... Yeah, and, and understand that they're and all different and they're all... Most importantly, like, yeah. yeah. If you think about the penis... The most classic graffiti of all is just yes. the dick and balls on yes. a wall. We don't have that. We don't have that. No. Men grow up seeing that every. You can't go anywhere without seeing that. Yeah. yeah. That's well, a good point. Anywhere. A good C&B is one of my go-tos <laughs> yeah. if I've got a, a vivid you, in my hand. You've got a and you often your... see many different sizes. Shapes, yes. hair, no hair. You know? Second size, not second size. I'm going to start graffitiing vaginas everywhere. <laughs> That's what we should start doing. I was going to make an off. I've always wanted to, I've heard it, well, you make a vagina print. So you, you put paint to your vagina. I don't mean paint a picture. I mean put paint on it and, and you know, like a hand, oh, wow. like oh, a hand print, right? And I've yeah. always wanted to do it and I've never done it. I might do it for next month and bring Great. it in. Is that crazy? That's not crazy. Because I think the podcast is a place for that to be seen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have the safety of just audio there. <laughs> I just want to do that for myself. As um, I've just searched labioplasty Auckland. There are so many places you can get this done. <gasps> no. And I've also seen this. Why I had a labiaplasty at 16 on stuff. No. And one woman talks about her labiaplasty at the age of 15 on Cleo.co.nz. I, I read the Cleo one. And she uh, ends up basically saying, I regret it. Oh, really? I regret that I was at that place where I felt so bad about something. And she basically says in that piece that um, she had just happened to see another friend naked and realised that they both looked different. I think she said she was maybe like 11 or 10 or 11 at the time. Mm -hmm. She realised that um, maybe that her labia were a bit bigger or more protruding than her friends. And so that was the moment she decided that there was something wrong with her. Right. And as she got older, she sort of, it affected her relationships with men. She, she didn't want to be intimate with people because she felt like that she was a bit abnormal. Um, and so she'd sort of always had it in the back of her mind that she was going to get this procedure done. Then she went to get the procedure done and saw all these photos of what other people looked like and realised actually it was quite normal mm, to look yeah. different, but she'd already sort of set the ball rolling type thing and she just did it anyway Yeah, and was in pain for a really long time, obviously. Oh, and then gosh. she was like, it took me a really long time to figure out that actually I should have just tried to discover what, like, what, is, what is and isn't normal before I just decided I was yeah. abnormal. Yeah. Also, has, I don't know if any woman in the world has ever been in a situation where she is about to have sex with a man and he looks at her vagina and goes, no, that <laughs> know, looks weird, I'm out of here. It's all yeah. wrong. It doesn't happen. It's really it's not happened. foremost in anyone's mind. No, maybe not. Get it no. all. <laughs> um, what else should we talk about internationally? We've, we've, I think we've been going for quite a long time. What do you reckon? A few, few minutes? Should we finish up then? I mean, I want to talk about Donald Trump said women should be punished for having abortions. Nah. Shut up. Shut up. Um, I think he took it back. He did take it back, but he said it as well. Once. <laughs> yeah. He'll say pretty much anything. He'll say anything. He'll say anything. Yeah. Right? And then he'll take back anything. Yeah. He'll yeah. just do anything, be anything. Yeah. That's, look that's, like that's, a lizard person, not look scary. like a lizard person. It's very scary. 
I also uh, think he's got a little bit of vocal fry going on now that he's stopped being so. shouty, you know, because now that he's not constantly shouting, I think there's some vocal fry going Men really should stop trying to artificially lower their voices <laughs> to give themselves authority. It's so disingenuous. so annoying. <laughs> I can't listen to it anymore. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Love the Kardashians. I'd be practicing my vocal, vocal fry. fry. It's just another way of telling women to shut up, isn't it? Mm. It's the new, it's now. the new shrill, right? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Any, stop, stop the noise. Yes, your voice is wrong. <laughs> I can't tell you which way. It's either too high or too low. Yeah. So for those who might not know what vocal fry is, it's how the Kardashians talk. I'm told on the internet. It's how Katy Perry talks. Yeah. It's kind of it's elongation. It's most obvious when Courtney Kardashian is basically telling her family members like how embarrassing they are, like. Oh my God, Kim, you look so ridiculous. Like stuff like that. Like <laughs> just when you try and sound like as droll and it's cool. As it possible. almost sounds like the grudge. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Scary, interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah women are getting slammed for that. That's cool. I actually find it really attractive unless they're saying something stupid. But if you say, like, I listen to a lot of this American life and, mm. and I was listening out for for it and a lot of because the they did a piece about how they'd have complaints about it right yeah and only about the women not about the mm. men yeah so they have a standard reply to anybody who because the only the people who write on complaining about voices only ever criticize the women's voices never the men's voices they have a standard reply just going there are hardly uh, we cannot tell you how many fucks we don't give uh, <laughs> about your complaint yeah, yeah. zero but, priority email yeah it's the same so, with the tv guide actually yeah There's a lot of complaints about female newsreaders and that's ridiculous because ira glass has like the yeah, so annoying voice ever but mm. everyone's like oh he just sounds like a cool indie dude yeah. the way he talks <laughs> I don't know what Ira Glass looks like, but I have an idea. You got in a my picture head. in your head, yeah, exactly yeah. how he Does sounds. Does he? <laughs> is there a cardigan? Oh, I've only ever is there glasses? Him. Yeah, there's got to be yeah, glasses. Yeah, there's got to be glasses. There's, there's dark hair. He's just a young, cute Jewish dude with glasses. Oh my god! I actually think he's really cute. Is he, he young? I always thought he's he was older than I thought. He's really older cute. than I thought. Okay, not young, but not fifties. Like, I would have no, thought fifties. No, 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 he's looking like costume glasses. I'd have thought maybe 30. All right, I have to go mm. and anyway, Google him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> should we finish up with uh, Woman of the Month? Do we mm. have one individually? Uh, my individual Woman of the Month is uh, Emily Littler from the band Street Chant, mm -hmm. who recently did an interview with Duncan Ford spinoff where she um, said some really awesome and honest home truths about being a woman in music, um, especially one who plays guitar in a rock band. Mm -hmm. um, and then also because not long after I read that I went to their album release party and they played one of the best gigs I've ever seen them play um, I was already a big fan but now I'm just I'm almost like oh holy shit she might actually be one of the best musicians New Zealand ever produced but she probably won't ever be given the credit for that because she's a woman and the songs that she writes are sort of pop rock songs yeah um, yeah she's my woman of the month Shout out Emily Littler. How yeah, about you, Michelle? Nice. Um, my lovely friend Barbara Ward, who uh, whose partner uh, Chris Knox had been in. Uh, there was a story written about him in Metro magazine. Just Barb for being a woman of great dignity and patience and kindness, uh, and uh, dealing with everything that has been thrown at her in the last few years with tremendous. Uh, dignity is the word that always springs to mind with Barbara. She's also the person who, when you're away from home for six weeks, every now and then will text you and say, I'm just rubbing some body lotion onto the outside of my tights so that they don't <laughs> snag, which is a thing you taught me, and I was thinking of you. That's the kind of chick she is. She's yeah, awesome. Yeah, great tip, Barb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the boring old... Hilary Berry. Hillary. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. My woman of the month. Yay. Um, I don't know what she's going to do next. We're not quite sure what's, what's happening to her. But it's always good to just, you know, just remember the good times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gosh, she's fantastic, isn't she? Isn't she yeah. great? Yeah, really. Sense of humour and a heart and a really good brain. Her coverage of Christchurch earthquake, mm -hmm. as well as all the time she's made me laugh and cry. But, yeah, like a properly good journalist. Most yeah. recently, the fact that she wore Prince when, uh, wore purple when Prince died. That's right. Filled me with so much love for both her and Mike McRoberts, who had yeah. a purple tie on. 
It's like only in the lowered NZ. It was great, eh? I love how she's so just upfront with her emotions as well. Like yeah. the John Campbell uh, when she, in, oh, when, you know, that news story. Floods that of tears. Bloody, I still watch that clip sometimes. Yeah. I'm having a small cry. Yeah. Just a little oh. one. Just yeah. a little cry and then it's over. Um, like human. Like a real human. She's just amazing. I mean... It's, it's weird because it feels like people have been treater. talking about her like she's dead and she's not. <laughs> yeah. But it's still kind of cool just to have a small memorial for someone yeah, who hasn't died. We should have a Hillary Berry Day. Yeah. I reckon that'd be awesome. I always remember I, I interviewed her in the Paul Henry studios. She sat down and she, she made me sit in Paul Henry's chair because she knew it would annoy him. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I want to get a picture like somewhere with the Paul Henry wall or whatever. And the publicist got up and Hillary was like, no, I'll do it. You sit down. <laughs> Hillary went around and took all the photos of me and the publicist were just like <laughs> useless, you know? And it was just like, you're so awesome. She's the yeah. most real, natural person in the whole world. Yeah. And we're excited to see what happens next. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All right, I think we've finished up. Thank you so much, Michelle and Leone, for joining me. Pleasure. I've had a great time. Um, come back next month to see uh, or hear about Michelle's vagina He's painting. Yes, I'll bring my vagina print. I'll, <laughs> show you, I'll tell you how it's done. Because I've yeah. got no idea, to be honest. That's <laughs> how it goes. Well, I'm going to be very rolling. Very Could be dangerous. when choosing the paint. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah, water song. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time on The Rag. <laughs>